Hello, my name is Christopher Monroe, and welcome to the soundtrack to a life. And welcome back to the Soundtrack to Life. Chris here, and I am recording alone today because it is January, and in January we tend to review the year that has gone before, and I am no different. So we're going to be looking back over the course of this month on how I interacted with art over the course of 2019. We're going to be doing my favorite records of 2019 this episode, and then I'm going to be breaking down live music experiences and experiences with music that I've had over the course of 2019 in two weeks' time, and then we're going to get back into interviewing people about the music that they love and forcing the music that I love upon them, because I enjoy doing that. As you may know from the fact that this show continues to run. So we're breaking it down. Regular disclaimer, obviously all art is subjective, and I have a very specific point of view that I'm coming from, but of all of the music released this year, these are the albums that have meant the most to me. At number 20. Karen O oh released a record with Danger Mouse this year called Lux Prima. And I hadn't realized how much I'd missed Karen O oh since Yeah Yeah Yeahs broke up. She was one of those voices that you don't realize you need in your life until it's gone, and don't remember that you need until it's back. And Danger Mouse is one of the most interesting producers of my lifetime, and the two of them working together shouldn't necessarily work, but it does very much work, and I'm grateful for that. This is a sleeker, smoother, sexier record than I expected. But who doesn't need more sex in their musical diet, right? At number 19. The Wonder Stuff put out a record this year called Better Being Lucky. And speaking of voices I don't remember missing till they're back, god damn the new Wonder Stuff is good. Miles Hunt sounds a little bit sarcastic as he sings, and the songs are smart and witty and acerbic, and their new record is just great fun. I'm glad they're still doing things. I look forward to whatever they do next. They're a band that's been important to me for something like 30 years, and they still seize me when they put out new music and refuse to let me go. At number 18. Mercury Machine put out their self-titled debut this year. I met these guys on Twitter, and then when I listened to them, they turned out to be a goddamn delight. They do an updated synth rock post-punk thing, calling back to 80s goth-adjacent bands like Depeche Mode or New Order without sounding like they're aping them directly is what I want from a contemporary take on New Wave without sounding either reverential to the point of irrelevant or so far removed that the charm of the genre is lost. It's a tough balance to strike. They strike it really well. Dickens should have them over to play Terminus. I look forward to seeing what they do next. At number 17... Morrissey put out a record this year called California Sun, and Morrissey had a bad 2019, press-wise, and some of it was probably his own fault, and I'll happily grant you that. But nonetheless, this is a really fun look at the music that shaped an icon, and I've been listening to it a lot, and I saw this tour, and it was great, and this record brings me joy. And I can keep those two things in my head simultaneously. If you're off the Morrissey train, I get it, 
but I'm basically ride or die, and this is a great record, and Morrissey's a great artist, and it deserves to be on this list, so here it is. At number 16. Edwin Collins put out a record this year called Bad B, and I know Edwin Collins had some health problems a few years ago, and I guess I'd kind of assumed that I'd heard the last of him, and I'm so glad that he's back and that he's well enough to record. And I'm glad that this record is exactly as good as I'd hope his return might be. A lot of people in North America, at least, mostly remember this guy for A Girl Like You, which is a great song, but he's recorded so many great songs over the course of a very long career, and the songs here are no exception. You owe it to yourself to check this out. At number 15, Lady Tron put out their first album in eight years, and it is a welcome return from a band that I've loved forever. You've heard my feelings about them on this show. I did an episode about them a while ago, and their new self-titled record is a very worthy addition to their catalog. It's all movement and style and sex, and I love that they're back. And hopefully, now that they are, their next one doesn't take another eight years. At number 14. City and Color put out a record this year called A Pill for Loneliness. Nobody in Canada is putting out better chill-out music than City and Color. It's all atmosphere and mood and tone, and you can just fall into it and lose yourself in it. A Pill for Loneliness is easy music to fall in love with because of how quickly it puts you at ease. You are comfortable within this. It feels like coming home. Is City and Color even anything outside of Canada? If they're not, they should be. They're extremely good. At number 13. Moonlight Parade put out a record this year called Caught in a Wave. Moonlight Parade were another band that reached out to me via Twitter, and they are delightful, and I'm so glad they said hi. They do a kind of jangly but soaring C86 meets mid-period James sort of thing, and it all comes off as very honest and open and authentic and beautiful. At number 12. The New Pornographers put out a record this year called In the Morse Code of Brake Lights, and I've loved The New Pornographers since their debut. I've seen them play four times, and this is some of their best work in almost a decade. This is a great band to love, because somebody from New Pornographers puts out a record every year. Usually you get two. But they're at their best when everyone is working together, and this record is a great example of what they're capable of when they're at their best. It's good to have them back. I'll absolutely be catching them a fifth time when they come through town next. At number 11. The Futureheads put out a record this year called Powers. This is another band I'd kind of assumed had broken up. There's been a seven-year gap since their last release, and a nine-year gap since their last album of new material. And I'm thrilled they're still A, a band, and B, still sounding this fresh and vital and immediate. Sometimes you want a dance punk band fronted by a barbershop quartet to shout at you, and when that's what you need, no one in the world does it like the future heads. Because no one else in the world does it at all. It's too specific for there to be two bands like this. Be grateful you get one. At number 10, Mountain Goats put out a record this year called In League with Dragons. It's the Dungeons and Dragons one. John Darnielle has written albums about weirder things, and whatever subject matter he turns his eye to, he seems to manage an evocative, smartly written piece of music by the time he's done unpacking and exploring the subject matter he's chosen. 
Listen on headphones in a dark room or put it on on Spotify as you go to bed and let it play the rest of their catalog while you sleep. There's no wrong way to listen to the mountain notes. This is music that entrances you and wins you over utterly. At number nine, Sleeper put out a record this year called The Modern Age, and I could not be more thrilled that Sleeper is back. I didn't realize how much I'd missed them until they'd announced their reunion, I think. I flew to the UK to watch them play on my birthday a couple years back, and when they got their album out, it very much did not disappoint. Look at You Now and The Sun Also Rises are fantastic singles, and this album bristles with wit and forward momentum. I hope it's not a one-off. Power Pop is richer for their presence within it, and we're all better off with them out there making music. At number eight, Beck put out a record this year called Hyperspace, and it's always tough to give the elevator pitch on a new Beck record. Is this his dream pop record or his 80s pastiche? I mean, like, it's both, but it's about a dozen other things as well. It's a Beck record. The man refuses to be constrained. That's basically his main thing. It's been 25 years. You know by this point that if you put on a Beck album, you're going to get something weird and eclectic and unexpected out of it. And you probably know whether a Beck record is something you're on the market for. If you're the sort of person who enjoys Beck, this is among his better records. It's very satisfying. Of course, if you're the sort of person who enjoys Beck, there's a good chance you know that already. At number seven, My Life Story put out a record this year called World Citizen, and it made me regret not getting way more into these guys in the 90s, frankly. In my defense, there were a lot of great alternative bands coming out of the UK in the 90s, and these guys never got big enough that they could get on my radar in Canada. This is exactly the sort of thing that hits for me, though. It's witty and sparkling, and the choruses are huge and soaring, and this record just sounds very big. It is big, and everyone should hear it. You probably don't know my life story, but you should go out and remedy that. At number six, the Tinder Sticks put out a record this year called No Treasure But Hope, and the Tinder Sticks are a low rumble and a prayer, and they're mournful, and they have gravitas and deep, beautiful music. This will not get you pumped up to face your day, but when you want this, it is perfect, and I love it. Tinder Sticks are one of the most underrated bands of my lifetime, and everyone should hear this. Just everyone. At number five, Jade Bird put out her self-titled debut this year, and thanks again to Dan for bringing this to me. I can't say enough about how well I liked this record, but I did. I talked about it for like an hour, and you've heard it, and it's still all absolutely true. At number four, Carly Rae Jepsen put out a record this year called Dedicated, and if you'd told me around Call Me Maybe that by the end of the decade Carly Rae Jepsen would be one of my favorite artists, I'd have at minimum looked at you funny, but here we are. She's put out one of the smartest, most sharply written, purely joyful albums of music that I have ever heard since the last Carly Rae Jepsen record, frankly. She's very good at making music that sounds like the bizarre love child of candy floss and a synthesizer that has been taught to love. And sometimes you have to find room in your heart for something that simply feels good and makes you happy. And this record makes me very happy. At number three. Billie Eilish put out a record this year called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? And you've heard it already. Billie Eilish had a very good year, 
but I do want to say for the record, I appreciate the fact that at their first opportunity to create culture of their own, Gen Z has chosen high school goth girls doing trip hop records. High school goth girls doing trip hop records is very much not a thing I'd have expected to enjoy mainstream pop acceptance in the year of our Lord 2019, but I love the fact that an artist this weird can still break through. At number two, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds put out a record this year called Ghost Teen. And God damn, but we are lucky to have Nick Cave in this world. The circumstances surrounding this record are heartbreaking and the album itself is gutting in places, but sometimes you want to put on something slow and sad and so beautiful it makes you ache and nobody provides that like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. I want to say masterpiece, but this is kind of his standard lately. He's coming in off an incredible creative run, and Ghost Teen very much proves that he's nowhere near done yet. You'd think something this personal would feel voyeuristic to listen to, but it sounds remarkably universal. And at number one! Ride put out a record this year called This Is Not A Safe Space, and nearly 30 years into their career and two albums into their comeback, Ride don't have any right to sound this good, but here we are. If you listen to the show, you know that Old Shoegaze Bands is one of my touchstones, and Ride is one of the main parts of that movement, and this is easily their best work since going blank again. If you wanted to claim that it's their best work full stop, I'd be happy to have that conversation over a drink. It is a shockingly good album. The best case scenario as far as comebacks go. Proof of concept that comebacks can work, and a welcome return from a band that's meant a lot to me. I've listened to this a lot this year, naturally. I may eventually have a guest on to talk about it. It's frankly astonishing. Great gig, too, but we'll talk about that in two weeks. Go listen to some Ride. Life is short. So that's my top 20 for the year. I presume that yours is very different. If you want, Tell me yours. Uh, tweet it to me. Post it on my Facebook page. We are at SoundtrackCast on Facebook and Twitter. SoundtrackCast.com. Like us. Rate us. Share us. Review us. Tell your friends about us. Tweet at me to tell me what your favorite record of 2019 looks. I'm very interested. This has been the Soundtrack to a Life, and I am going to be back in two weeks to break down how I interacted with music in person over the course of the year. Talk to you then. Thank you.